0: The outbreak of the novel coronavirus has forced the world to embrace a new normal. Terms like social distancing, elbow greeting and physical distancing are now part of our daily vocabulary.
1: The National Coronavirus Command Council and Cabinet have approved the reopening of schools as of June 1, 2020.
0: This week, a number of schools across the country welcomed some of their learners back. These pupils had to embrace a new schooling environment compared to the one they left.
1: We will start with grade sevens and twelve, but also we will also look at small schools and special schools differently because we may not be able to use the same measurement for all those other sectors and we'll give details again during the course of during the course of the month. So all learners, educators and support staff will receive orientation and training at the start of the school reopening, which starts for grade sevens and 12. We are aware that the, imp- the impact of the virus also, or the lockdown on families and societies in general, has really created unprecedented pressure and anxiety and therefore, we've put plans in place to make sure that we can provide social, mental, psychological, and em- emotional support. We're working close with the Department of Health and the Department of Social Development.
0: And that's where we find ourselves this week on this story: navigating a new school system geared at protecting pupils from an invisible threat. I'm Rian Grobler, senior desk reporter at News 24, and this is the third season of the story you're listening to the
2: story it's a podcast by news24 we'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story this is what we saw heard and uncovered this week
0: i have on the line with me news24 reporter kenny Mapanga. She visited a number of schools in the Johannesburg area who opened their doors to matric learners on Monday. Kenny, it wasn't all smooth sailing on Monday. A number of the unions were unhappy that certain schools were able to operate while others weren't. And I know at one point they mentioned that there were 12 non-negotiables before schools could open. What are those?
2: Well, majority of the concerns surround the safety of the staff, the s the teachers, as well as the learners. There are some learners that may be in private school and then there are learners that are in public school but when you look at the public schools not all of the public schools are the same nor do they have the same resources for example the quintile 5 which is one of your better public schools may have been prepared to to begin with their phase reopening on monday but other schools that may fall into quintile 3 and lower didn't have the the adequate resource list to, to commence with the, the school curriculum on Monday. So the union is of the position that the, the right to basic education is afforded to all. So the unions are of the position that you can't have a situation where schools are opening based on their readiness, because obviously your schools that are better prepared, that fall on your console five, are gonna be able to open well, quintile three and lower will be disadvantaged. And that's not fair as specifically for matric learners who are preparing to go into their trials and their final examinations that they'll be using to get into higher institutions.
0: The Department of Basic Education and Minister Angie Motsega had a lot of time to prepare schools for the opening date. So what went wrong? Why were some schools ready while others weren't?
2: Well, it's not really clear now as to why some were lacking because the, the understanding prior was that PPEs were being delivered and the MECs were saying, you know, these things are already there. But um, obviously, it's clear that your Chapter Nines and some of these organizations and the SGBs and the unions and interested parties were getting feedback and report backs that this is not the case, that some schools do not have the necessary resources to continue with the, the phased reopening. So I'm not sure why some of the, the provinces didn't have the required um, resources, but the report back to interested parties was that some areas were lacking in PPE and the safety requirements that's that's needed for for schools to reopen.
0: This must have caused mass confusion, lots of people expecting to go back to school. Uh, on Monday. Now it's been postponed for one week. Will this week be enough to get schools ready?
2: Rianne, like I said, it, it really does depend on um, sometimes on the school and its resources. On Monday, the 1st of June, which was the intended date for schools to reopen, um, those were the directions that were, were issued out by the, the Minister of, of Basic Education. We went and s- visited a few schools, majority were private schools. So, your schools like Crawford, uh, we did visit Bryanston High, which is a quintile five. Uh, We went past Grayston Prep, Sandine High, St. David's, quite a few of the the schools in the Gauteng area. And it appears that some of the schools here, which majority are um, Quintal quintal 5, Bryanston High had welcomed its grade 12 learners back to, to school on the Monday and they had started with the orientation. Um, what we did witness there was they, they have quite a number of grade 12s, that's, I think about 170, maybe 20 opted to stay home, but majority were at were at school that day. I were dressed in uh, regular clothing, your civvies. From what I saw, it appeared that learners were safe. But once again, we're talking about uh, Quintile 5 school. It's a fee paying school. A school with resources and a, a, a great plan in place for, for learners to continue until they, they write their trials as well as their their examinations in December. So some of the schools in Khauteng, you know, obviously the private schools and, and the the higher Quintile public schools, some of them were able to reopen. Uh, when going past four ways high, um I did see some cleaning staff admin. Uh, preparing for the reopening of schools, no learners yet. We expect majority of, of the learners to return on the 8th, but some schools, particularly private schools, um, following the briefing on Monday, um, most of the private schools have started returning their learners um, to school this week.
0: Kenny, if we look at the basic required safety protocols and guidelines that have been gazetted and sent to schools by the Department of Basic, basic Education, once these measures are implemented at schools will this become the new normal is this how we're going to see our kids go to school
2: well it appears as we're dealing with the pandemic right now this is how schooling is going to be taking place i don't know how schooling will be affected in the future um but we don't know how long this virus will be here for we don't know when a vaccine will be out so for now the safety measures are that um this is how school's going to change. Some learners won't be able to return to school. They're going to have to continue with their remote learning. Remember, some learners have underlying conditions. Um, Some teachers uh, at Bryanston High, those who are over 70, uh, there's one with chronic asthma, I'm told by the principal, that will have to teach via live streaming instead of being in the classroom. So, a lot of changes uh, for learners. But it'll be quite interesting to see how this will affect the the younger grades. Mm -hmm. Right now, we only have the grade 7s and 12s back um, at the schools. Obviously, in your your more privileged schools, they're expecting other learners to return a bit sooner. I know Crawford wants the grade 11s to return by mid-June. So those are the dates they're looking at. But with the public schools, we don't really know how the phase plan is going to continue as well as how it's going to affect schooling.
0: Kenny, obviously the lockdown has caused a further divide between schools with more resources and schools that don't have those kind of resources. Um, Some schools have been able to continue with learning using a variety of internet-based platforms and and other other methods, while other schools have had no access to their learners at all. Um, There have been some calls to scrap the 2020 academic year for schools. What has been the feeling uh, from all the role, role players around that?
2: My understanding from the unions is that the, the academic year shouldn't necessarily be scrapped. But if you're going to continue with the academic year, it should benefit all, um, irrespective of their background or, or their privilege or their class or their race, etc., all learners should be afforded that basic right to education. I guess the approach this year would be that for the year to continue, but I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with, with the pandemic that we're dealing with right now. All we know right now is that the grade sevens and twelves have returned and they're trying to salvage this year. And we can only see as the phase reopening plan continues.
0: The unions are still not happy. Um, they have continuously ask for more consultation with the department and and the minister uh, given all sorts of deadlines. Uh, and they will be meeting with the minister again on the 11th of June. Do you see schools uh, reopening on the 8th as planned, or do you think there might be further delays based on uh, the the feedback from the unions?
2: So they're calling for further consultations, but we know that the reopening will take place on the 8th of June, so it it doesn't appear that the union is trying to stop that reopening. I see that they're trying to consult again with the minister on the 8th for their non-negotiables so that all provinces can comply. So we'll only know next week as to what some of the the outcomes of these consultations with the unions, the SGBs, and the Minister will be. Uh, The last meeting that took place was on Saturday, and then that was followed by the postponement. Um, So we will only know on the 11th of June, um, when the further assessment takes place on whether the system is ready or not to move as a sector.
0: Kenny, this must have been... uh... A really interesting story to cover, and it has been described as. Astounding confusion that was caused by uh, by the government's handling of this, by the unions. Uh, what are your thoughts, um, having reported on this uh, on, on this matter?
2: Um, having reported on this matter, I mean, I understand it must have been a difficult position for all parties involved: government, SGBs, unions, parents, teachers, learners. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. We're dealing with. Um, A virus that nobody really knows you know we don't know what it is and and we don't know when this will end we don't know when there will be a vaccine so you know parents and 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 teachers and the relevant stakeholders it's understandable the the concerns that are taking place but then again we i mean i understand the view that we we kind of have to continue with 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 life we need to find a way to continue with the things that we need to do um while managing the virus i mean luckily for us we've been able to majority of the time for myself i've been able to work from home and only needing to go out you know in in extreme circumstances like this, where you know you need to see how the schools are doing and whether they've reopened or not, um, so a lot of us we're we're learning to adapt and we're we're learning to to continue with with what we need to do or with regular life, if I could call it that, while managing the the virus. So with schools, it's a it's a difficult take, but I can't imagine what it would be like being a trick learner, um, starting with your academic year and. Having to lose the entire year because of a pandemic, so um, I can understand some some learners or some parties wanting to to salvage what's rest of the, what's left of this year, sorry, and um, try their best to you know get into higher learning institutions and and continue with life. I think a lot of this is, is teaching us, you know, how to adapt and, and how the work environment is changing and the environment in general that we live in is, is, is changing and how we're going to have to do things a little differently in the, in the future, not knowing what, what's going to happen next.
0: Thank you so much, Kenny. And that's it from us this week. I am Rian Krobler, and our producer is Nokutula Manyati.